Yeah. 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 <laughs> and you've refused to join in with that bit. I'm Ava. I'm Neve. And I'm Brayden. And this is Return to Camp Half-Blood. Join us as we journey back through a childhood favorite series. And see what lessons we can learn as adults from these books that meant so much to us as kids. That was a bit? <laughs> I don't I know. Mean, it definitely wasn't just like normal talking. Who knows? Brain no work today. Brain no work. Uh, my brain has as also been kind of slow today. Yeah. It's like really that type of Sunday where it's like, I just want to sit under a blanket and watch some Netflix and kind of pass out. That's so real. I have so much work to do for this week, though. I do, too. It's really bad. I might try to get up the strength to go to the library. Whoa. I know. I just really like the vibes in there, and I feel like they'd be even better when it's raining. But we'll see also whether or not I actually leave or not. Anyways. Hello, bonus episode. Ah. Hello, listeners. Yay. Why are we doing this? Well, we've been... (laughs) (laughs) We, you know... (laughs) This is a celebration of the fact that the three of us all followed through on something for a whole year. (laughs) (laughs) A proud moment for us. It's a feat. It is truly a feat. Look at that. We stayed committed and we actually did it. Yeah. It's kind of crazy that we have read two chapters of Percy Jackson every week for a year. True. That is, what, 52 weeks plus bonus episodes? Yeah. I kind of can't remember a time when I wasn't reading Percy Jackson. (laughs) Me either. It It is like a really nice part of my routine like weekly routine now, just yeah. like to have a little like, oh, I I, I have a little Percy Jackson time and that yeah. it's fun. Um, yeah, I just thought it'd be fun to go through some of the questions that we, we answered in our first like get to know you episode and like see if they've changed. Um, oh my God, that's so ah! exciting. That's so exciting. <laughs> oh, that's so sweet. So I guess I don't like, know if I've changed that much. I don't grow often. Yeah. <laughs> I'll try. All right. So the first question was, is your godly parent still the same? And yeah. I think I think yeah. that is the same for all of us. I actually don't know what I answered in the first episode. I think I did a little like Apollo Aphrodite dance, like who's who. Mm. I've committed to Aphrodite. Yeah, I'm still very Apollo. I think I've only gotten stronger in that opinion. (laughs) I know in the first episode I toyed with the idea of Hades, but I Zeus is still individuality complex. (laughs) (laughs) Is our favorite character still the same? Yes, but also the hierarchy is different now. Like, Zoe is still my number one. Um... And Clarice, I think she was always kind of my number two. But I love Grover a lot more than I used to. Um, and Sally, I've just my appreciation for Sally has always been there, but I think has skyrocketed. Um also my appreciation for Dionysus has like gone up a little, and that's something. So yeah. small I don't games, disagree. I, yeah. Um 
I believe I said my favorite character was Annabeth, which is still true. Um, because, you know. <laughs> However, um, my appreciation for Tyson has definitely increased a lot. Like he's mm-hmm. definitely like a solid number two now. Um, we're over obviously, but I think we all like, I think we all. I think we all. <laughs> I think we all. I think we all stand Grover. And just like smaller characters. Um, oh, you know who I like a lot more? Uh, Clarice. I just forget how much, like how much she is fleshed out over these books and how complex her character is. So I definitely like her a lot more now too. Yeah, I agree. I like Nico will always be like my favorite character because that's the character that I imprinted on, you know. <laughs> you got that got that thing going for you. Um but Tyson man, I'm a big Tyson fan. Yes. He's so funny. Yes, I do. <laughs> what a funny dude. Um Grover always like Grover is the OG for this podcast. He is. We that goat Grover. boy. We are, in case you didn't remember, just to go over, this is a Grover, Tyson, Clarice, and Sally Stan podcast. It is. It really is. And, you know, okay, that's development. Because I think at the beginning, we were not, I say we as a group. I have always been a Clarice Stan. But I don't know if, like, this was a Clarice Stan podcast from the beginning. Um, It was not. It was not. Well, I'm not, I'm going to take a little bit of the credit. (laughs) Not all of it, obviously, but some. You definitely deserve a little bit. I think I just, the the reading of Clarice from this like analytical lens has really just shown me a lot more of her. Yeah. And I have such a huge appreciation for her and what she means. I agree. Is our favorite book still the same? Yes. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. What, 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 just to go over what are our favorite books? Titan's Curse, Now and Forever, Amen. <laughs> if you didn't know by how irritating I've been over these past few weeks, it is the last Olympian. However, I do want to mention The Battle of the Labyrinth and how truly excellent that book is. It was the Battle different. of the Labyrinth, I think I probably said was my least favorite book um, going into this. It's now probably like number two. Really? really What happened to me with the Sea of Monsters? Like, I was like, okay, we get it. We know, haha. Like, and then, like, weirdly enough, a lot of scenes are so vivid in my brain. And, like, I like it so much more now. And I don't know why, like, of all the books, like, the Sea of Monsters, but, like, I really. No, I'm going to take it back. I think the Battle of the Labyrinth might be my favorite. Wow. Because I can't think of what number one is. So it probably is just Battle of the Labyrinth. I'm really enjoying reading Last Olympian right now. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> you did a little dancey dance. I'm so happy. <laughs> I have other things written here, but it took me a minute to read. Sorry. That's fair. How, just in general, this is not even necessarily like podcast wise, like, how how much has changed in the past year since we started this podcast? Oh. It's been a long year. Well, we're sitting in dorm rooms right now. And yeah. when we started, we were not. 
Um, I think that we've mentioned this before, but for context, we started filming in March of 2020. Like we started recording stuff at the end of March when we had like, you know, a couple of weeks out from getting sent home from our college um, because of quarantine. And then we didn't start actually posting them until May. Um, but now we are in our dorms and we're back on campus and it looks a lot different, but um, then we were, we were, we were used to before the pandemic, but definitely a lot has changed in that, right? Cause we're away from home now and we're in dorms and not sitting at home trapped. And, you know, we're now two of us are fully vaccinated. Yay. <laughs> One is waiting. <laughs> well, at, well, by the time this is posted. Oh, on, really? On May, on May 20th, by May 20th, I will be, I'm vaccinated on the 14th. Oh, sick. So, so that's changed. Yeah. A year, a year ago, we didn't even know we would have to be vaccinated. That's it's just like a weird. Yeah. Yeah. So much oh, has happened. <laughs> we we started this podcast when Trump was the president. Oh, sorry. <laughs> we started this podcast when Trump was the president. Oh, we my really God. did. Time is fake. That's so weird. We've also yeah. all consumed so much media in this year. Like I practically force fed myself like Netflix and like lengthy series and 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 then like books and various podcasts and stuff I don't know I just feel like I feel like we've discussed this before but like the idea that like we are made up of everything that we kind of consume like Mm -hmm. we're all different in that way now too just because like a lot of the media that I've consumed in the past year like because media at one point was kind of like a large part of like what we had like really influenced me and so it's just being different in that way, I guess. I mean, this is just an interesting question that uh, that what you said makes me think of. Can we just go around and say like our favorite, like I'll say movie, TV show, and uh, album that we consumed in the past year since starting this podcast? Because I think that's so true. That really has influenced like it's so hard. It's influenced our podcast because it influences like our references and stuff. Yeah. Um, do we go category by category? Is sure. that easier? Sure. Okay. That'd be so easier. Yeah. Do we want to start with I think TV show is easiest. So we'll start with TV show. You can you can categorize the TV shows because I have to. Okay. I okay. I have two answers. Because for drama, it's Game of Thrones. I watched Game of Thrones last summer, halfway through doing this podcast, and it has provided me a lot more references to <laughs> analyze this podcast through. Um and Game of Thrones is is great, which is not a controversial top uh, opinion. It's a pretty common opinion. Um, but I was very late to the party. But also New Girl. I've watched yeah, all of, I watched, I've watched all of New Girl about three times. And oh, but also Shits Creek. They're both oh, very close. We are a Shits Creek stand podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I was literally thinking about saying Shits Creek. Yeah. I think, yeah. You go ahead, Ava. <laughs> I'm still thinking. Okay. I'm going to probably take a little while. Um, so it, it's really tough because I have watched a lot of, okay, I'm just going to do this quickly. Um, I watched two lovely medical dramas and they completely took over my brain, heart, and mind. That brain and mind are the same. <laughs> okay. Brain, heart, and <laughs> bloodstream, essentially. Um, just my overall consciousness. Um, house, MD, fabulous show 
Um, I still think about it often. Very well done. Very well made. Very well acted. Love it. Um, and also I did watch the entirety of Grey's Anatomy from the months of September to about January, um, which is <laughs> get a little scary <laughs> when you think about how long that show is. Um, but it really, I, I started it being like, mm, this show isn't going to ruin my life. I just don't think it is. I, I don't feel it. And then I hit season 10 and I was gone and it still maintains an iron grip on my sanity. But also in terms of reality TV, um, I have only recently actually become a complete RuPaul's Drag Race stan. Yes. <laughs> um, because I, I always knew oh like a decent amount about it and I had seen like episodes here and there and I knew who a lot of the queens were and I had seen you know Trixie and Katya's um YouTube series etc but um the the seasons that stand out to me are I watch UK season two um US season six and US season 13 I just think all of them are so good and I love it and the other reality tv show that really maintains a serious hold on me is um making the cut which is like a design um, show that Heidi Klum and Tim Gunn host and season two is coming out in July and I'm going to be insufferable about it so there you go I have to say I think we're on the fifth season of this podcast right now and I think there are more seasons of RuPaul's Drag Race that came out in the past year oh definitely <laughs> definitely they season, never season fucking 12 stop. season 12 all-stars five Canada Holland UK two season 13 that's six. Oh, they never, I love that. They're they supplying us with stop. so much content. Never stop. Um, I I really did like Schitt's Creek. Like, yeah, that is definitely on the list. Um, but I think I really, really liked the Umbrella Academy. Oh, and I yeah. wasn't planning on watching it. I still and then my it. friend forced me to. Um, and it was so good. And like it was during the fall semester where I was here as an RA and like all the, oh, like only the freshmen were here and like, oh my God, I, maybe it was just the circumstances, but like I tore through that show. It was so good. So all right. Good. Movies. Mine. I, I'm bad at picking one thing apparently, Me too. but um, it's, they're both animated movies. I, oops. But it's between the three of us, not that long ago, actually watched Raya and the Last Dragon together. <gasps> we did. That was fantastic. It's a good movie. Probably that, that or Soul. I watched Soul alone at home. And I haven't out. seen Soul yet. But those two movies were probably the best. I watched a lot of movies in the past year, too. Like, I watched, like, the Dark Knight trilogy for the first time. Uh, Raya and the Last Dragon. <laughs> Sorry, Christopher Nolan. <laughs> um, I... I'm not a big movie person. I, I don't know if I should publicly out myself. Like we I know, did we know this, friends. right? Yeah, but the, the podcast doesn't. I just told this to you while we were watching a movie. Um, I Movies kind of stress me out and I need to look up the ending <laughs> as I'm watching it. Um, and I've been trying to not do that because that's not productive or good. Um, so... Uh, I think Raya and the Last Dragon was really, really great. Like that definitely makes top five. Um, I recently watched every single movie in the Harry Potter series and they are very, very good. 
it's nice to know cultural references, but they were also really enjoyable and I liked them a lot. Um, and I think this isn't a movie, it's a documentary, but there's a documentary. I love I found. documentaries. There's a documentary I found on Netflix and it's about Firefest. I think it's, I believe it's called Firefest, the greatest party that never happened. I was going to say, which one? There are two Firefest documentaries on Netflix. <laughs> it came out forever ago, but I didn't discover it until like April of 2020. And I rewatched it like multiple times. It's hilarious. Like I love documentaries, like as an art form, like they're so fun to watch, but like, oh my God, this one is so entertaining in so many ways. Just watching like the absolute monster shit show that this was. It is so funny. It's like, it's a good, it's, and it's also staged so seriously because it was kind of a serious problem. They put people in like very unsafe situations, but it's also hilarious. And the fact that everything is so genuinely serious, like and staged seriously makes it even funnier. So if you want a good laugh, um, laughing at rich people buying tickets to a, a fraud, you should watch Firefest, the greatest party that ever happened. It's very entertaining. I love that. Um, yeah, my my movies that really stand out are kind of a group of movies, kind of by the same director, creator. Um, Christopher Guest's mockumentaries. I okay, I know he said like publicly that he's like they're not exactly mockumentaries, but the movies that he made with he he literally was just like like called a bunch of his besties and was like, let's make a movie that's like half improv. Um, I think they're all so good. Um, Waiting for Guffman, Best in Show, A Mighty Wind. That's kind of the trilogy of the ones that are very good to me. Um, I love mascots and I love For Your Consideration as well. But I, those, the first three that I mentioned are elite. They are so funny. I watched them um, for the first time after I watched Schitt's Creek. So the Catherine O'Hara, Eugene Levy presence was so deeply appreciated. Um, I think I've been loud about this so far, so people may know, but people also may not know. Catherine O'Hara is my favorite screen actress ever. Absolutely adore her. Um, Really look up to her. She is so talented, so funny. Um, And all those movies are just absolutely hysterical. Um, They are so feel good. Best in Show is definitively one of my comfort movies. and they're just all so funny to me. They're so good for like a, like a rough day. Um, yeah. And they kind of, they showed a message, showed a message, like kind of reinformed my idea of what comedy should be. Um, and so I thought that was really cool. Um, and this is also, okay. So, so I forgot to talk about this with TV shows, but literally a few days ago, I finished a mini series um, on, on Hulu. And it's this like, I think nine episode, um, a miniseries about the ERA. It's called Mrs. America. It has Kate Blanchett, Elizabeth Banks, Uzo Duba. Like it's very, it's very, very good. And I kind of can't stop thinking about it. So it's kind of like a movie. Um, so yeah, also that. Very nice. And la- the last um, piece of media, what's your favorite album that's came out in the past year? It's been a, gr- it was a great year for music in this past year. I agree. It's so hard. I could literally list like 14. Mm. I could list a lot too. Mine is Plastic Hearts. Mm. Miley Cyrus album. That's fair. Uh... (laughs) This is such a hard question for Neve. It really is. Like it is so difficult. I think 
no. I'm really trying to think. Choose your favorite child. Literally. Like, I think the last time we did one of these, like, media questions, I talked about Zeros and Wake Up Sunshine, so I won't mention them. Um, And I think I also talked about Notes on a Conditional Form. If you don't like that, keep it to yourself. I like that album. (laughs) I also like Notes on a Conditional (laughs) Form. Keep it to yourself. I don't care if you don't like it. Um, But because of that, I think I will mention that I really liked... Um, Public Void by Penelope Scott. It is, who is a TikToker. <laughs> she sang that one song that went viral at the beginning of quarantine. That's like, um, I can't remember exactly how it goes, but it's it's about like sweet hibiscus tea and it's so good. It's, she plays on the ukulele. She came out with the one of the craziest albums I've ever heard. They're like, it's so like hyper pop, but not because it's not really like, listen to it. I don't know how to describe it to you, but it was really great. And I really liked all the songs on it. Um, and because it came out this weekend, Builds a Problem by Dodie. I, need, I still need to listen to it. I I'm so excited it. because right. I love Dodie, but. Beautiful work. So good. Oh, also Sawayama. I've been listening to Sawayama all week. It came out a year ago, but um, <laughs> it's just been in my rotation this week a lot. This is also very hard for me. Um, I'm scrolling through my Apple Music as we speak. I mean, I would be remiss if I didn't mention Evermore by Taylor Swift. I was going to say, pick Folklore Evermore. Um, yeah. I I personally am more of an Evermore stan than a Folklore I'm fan. also more of an Evermore stan. But I love both. I really, really do. Um, but I also, okay, um, quickly, my two honorable mentions are um, Shore by Fleet Foxes and Confetti by Little Mix. Confetti by Little Mix. Confetti goes crazy. One of my best friends and I um, listened to it together for the first time over FaceTime when it came out. And it is just so good. Like listening to their music kind of for the first time, like like hits you and like punches you in the face. Like it has such a lasting like impact. Yeah, It, it gives a really good first impression. And I respect that a lot. Oh, also, my last one that I'll mention is it's not a full album, so that's why I didn't mention it, but Troy Savon's EP from last year, In a Dream, it's sitting on my wall. I own the vinyl. <laughs> it's so good. It's only like six songs. Uh, I love it. Um, anyways, what is your guys' favorite thing about doing this podcast this past year? Oh. <laughs> Just rereading it. Like, I love rereading this series yeah. and like having people to talk to about it because I went to a really small school and most of them were Harry Potter people. So I was just like reading it by myself and then being like, mom, guess what? And she's like, please stop talking to me about this. <laughs> like, she was like, please girl, like I can't listen anymore. So it's very nice to like talk to people about it, especially from this new perspective where I can like critically analyze stuff. Um, cause when I was like 10, I was not really doing critical analysis of what these books meant. It was just like Percy and Annabeth. I want to be them. Um, <laughs> like, so just rereading it. Um, and I've, I've found it really cool to watch my opinions change when I get, um, new perspectives on the book and, um, yeah. Oh, and all the people we've met, obviously. Oh Yeah. 
Yeah, I think one of the biggest ones for me is all the people we've met through doing this. Uh, it's just been a great like community of guests that we've had and like people we've met. Uh, like, I mean, I, I, I don't want to list them off because I don't want to leave anyone out because I've loved every guest we've had. But like, I mean, Divya's been there since the beginning. Like she she's really been on every has. season. Yes. Um, we love you so much. <laughs> <laughs> we love to have her back all the time. Um, yeah. having Dr. Bartlett on recently was really cool. It's like, it was the able coolest to thing to me. interview like an expert yeah. in like classics and she's so brilliant. Um, I know. And just it's e- literally e- intimidating. Yes. <laughs> I, it's incredible. I love it. Yeah. I mean, I think for me, like, I really just, I love working on kind of like structured fun projects with my friends. Like it's kind of like, the thing that I enjoy most, like, I think if I had to describe my personality in two words, it'd be structured enjoyment. Um, and so like, I just like, this is kind of like the perfect thing. Like, and also I, you know, during, um, the whole quarantine period and when we were at home for a semester or some of us home for a semester, um, I, I don't know, it, gave me a sense of like regularity and structure. And like, it was also like, obviously with people that I care about. So like, it was just like very, I don't know. It's just been like a really nice routine and like very, like a really nice way to kind of keep in contact when sort of otherwise, like I would maybe feel overwhelmed or like isolate myself in any kind of like, you know, cause COVID is wild, like really overwhelming stuff. Um, but it's, it's really nice to just have like this sort of structured fun thing um, in my schedule every week. Yeah. And like, not to be sappy, but like, it's really fun to do this with you guys. Like, no, that's, exactly. my, that's my, yes. I, like, overall, that's my favorite part. Yeah. Like, getting to sit down with you guys and talk about something we all like for an hour. Each I week. honestly, especially in the weeks that get more busy and we don't get to see each other yeah, as much. I think it's like, honestly, kind of. <laughs> the listeners are just here like I don't know them <laughs> but I think it's like honestly like brought us closer which is really cool because like I feel like we've you know always like since the beginning of college we've always been like ah these are people that are like good to hang out with but like I don't know this is just like another like cool activity that's just like cemented the fact that like oh like friends <laughs> you know yeah and what it's also like been challenging though like this has been a difficult endeavor. Yeah. Like, what is the most challenging thing about doing this been for you guys? Um, I, 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 not much of it has been like challenging. I think that in the fall semester, it definitely got like a little difficult for me just because like we used to record this podcast at like 11 PM on a weekday. And then I was like, I can do that. And then about like a month into the semester when I was here, like I was here doing a job and I was basically professional babysitter for these freshmen who had never been (laughs) at college before and like needed to be told to put their masks on. So when I had all these responsibilities and classwork, because like when we started this in March, like we had classwork while we were doing it. So that wasn't necessarily overwhelming, but like doing all of this extra stuff I was like hey guys we can't record at 11 p.m on a Wednesday I will physically pass out so like it turned into but like ever since that now we record like weekend afternoons it's currently 3 30 on a Sunday so like um yeah I think that definitely helped but other than that I can't think of anything that's been like really challenging it's just fun 
I agree. I think kind of the only challenge, um, I mean, it's just challenged my nature of procrastination. I think like I'm very much a person who is like, oh, okay, I have more time. She did not have more time. Um, (laughs) So it's that. And it's also just kind of um, right now, like I live with seven people and like it, I feel a little bad, like kicking my roommate out for like an hour, but it's just something that like, it happens when you live with, you know, with anyone, like it's, it's just how it has to work. But like the whole like logistics of like a shared space have been a little difficult, but honestly not difficult at all. Like I really just came up with that because I was searching for something that made this challenging. So I think my my thing is too, is like a challenge that like ended up being good. It's just like, it's challenged me to be more routine with something in my life yeah because also I because in addition to recording I'm I edit and I make budgets and I there's a a lot of producing stuff that also I have to have to do and it's been like okay I can't wait to edit these at three in the morning on Tuesdays and I can't wait to read until the hour before because I also have all this other work and I have to email sponsors and do these things so it's been like it's nice to, I, it's the most consistent part of my routine. It's like on Fridays while I'm getting ready for work, I listen to the audiobook while I'm like in the shower and going to work at my, my actual job. And then like we record on Saturdays and then like all the last thing I do before I go to bed on Tuesdays is edit the episode and then it's up. And uh, then I like, I post during my class on, on Wednesdays. I make a the little uh, audiogram for the Instagram and stuff. Um, so it's, it's just given me a nice sense of consistency in my weeks. So um, that, but it's been challenging because I'm bad at that, but I like <laughs> that it challenges that of me. Nice. Um, and I guess my last question is, how has our relationships to the books changed over the past year? Oh, I know. I ended it with like kind of a deep one. (laughs) That's tough. I appreciate them a lot more. Yeah. It's like, I don't know how to sum this up in a cup. Like, I just appreciate them a lot more. I agree. I. I appreciate them on an intellectual level a lot more. I like the angle that we take that is not like a fandom angle. It's more like a literary angle where we're like, what is in this book? Not like what characters do we ship? Um, It just is, it's given me a lot more appreciation for like media doesn't all have to be hoity-toity and like advanced and hard to read to be important. Yeah. and these books have always been important to me, but I, they, there's such a, like, a, a, there's just more levels to it now. Um, and so they're just very comforting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think that, and I also think it's been kind of cool to see, like, my instincts when I was a kid in terms of, like, who I resonated with and, like, what I liked and why I liked it sort of the validity of that almost in a way um just being like oh okay that's still you know that's still a thing like I I, the the idea that like 
my instincts as a kid were like somehow correct or like still aligned with what I think now is like really cool. Um, and also kind of being able to like, I just really like the familiarity, like I, that these books provide, like I, they're very sort of comforting piece of media in terms of like, I feel like I've known them my whole life. I'm like, I, you know, in a way I kind of have, um, but now kind of being able to look at it with a different lens just feels like the right kind of sort of growth mindset, if that makes sense. It's yeah. just cool. And yeah, it's been nice to like have that connection to my younger self. Yeah. Like to the, to the Brayden who read these the first time. Yeah. Yeah. So I said those last question, that's live. My last actual question is like, who or what in the past year of doing this podcast do you want to give an offering for? Brayden, you go first. Okay. <laughs> I guess I guess my offering is for you guys specifically for for dealing with my like, hey, when are we recording? Please get back to me at the time. I need to know. Dealing with basic <laughs> questions. <laughs> Just like to do, like I feel like I I can get like okay we gotta we gotta do this we got like I need this and so just for dealing with my um my producer brain <laughs> part of me that is like okay this is what we're gonna do this is the order we have to do things in I need the logistics to work out because otherwise I can't edit <laughs> but yeah for for dealing with me in that way that's what my offering is for nice yeah I think um I've I guess I have two um yeah one is similar it's yeah to you guys for kind of being I'm like the chaos is just constant like with me over here and so like whenever I'm like oh forgot I had this or like sorry like I am actually getting vaccinated tomorrow or like (laughs) or very much like oh sure I'll email that person I totally forgot or like when I always forget to remind um you to like read things I'm like I (laughs) like I'm a very absent-minded person so working with that in like a pseudo-professional way um that deserves an offering I think um but also you know I think artists in general and like I feel a little kind of gross giving like a sort of just like words and like almost like a you know like an empty thing um to the arts community at large but I just think it's been such a ridiculously hard year for everyone and like with the news that Broadway's going to reopen in September like a lot of people are celebrating I'm just kind of thinking about like like I that's incredible but like there like there's so much that goes along with that too like I I kind of immediately think about the idea that like wow okay these people have been out of work for over a year and um you know there's also the idea of like that people in power should not be and um just artists have had the worst go of it I remember kind of when this um when it was like last March like the onset I guess of COVID um like it was very hard to deal with the idea that like this almost like eternal um like I don't know this thing that like people always said like you can't kill art ever or like you you know like it's always going to be around you and like going to a college where it kind of is always around you um you like don't really think it can go away or like you don't really think it can it can die but like the idea that people kind of just like stood right up and and canceled the production of literal art I think it's very hard to cope with like that idea you know for everyone in the field so I 
I see that. Um, and offering. <laughs> Um, I also have two. I'm going to give an offering to all of our wonderful guests. Yeah. Thank you for yes. coming and chatting with us and, um, dealing with us <laughs> and our constant yelling. Um, but yeah, thank you for coming. We've appreciated it so much. Uh, it's been so fun getting to know everyone. Um, and I'm going to hop on the train on giving an offering to both of you guys. Oh, because you are my close good friends. Close <laughs> good friends. Um, yeah, and just echoing everything that's happened that we've all already said. Thank you for dealing with me and um, changing recording times because I was like, just pretty much just I was like, please, <laughs> we did it. So thank you for that. Um, yeah. Oh. <laughs> I would I would like to give one last offering, and I think we can all jump on this. It's for our listeners. Yeah. Um, yes. <laughs> we made this podcast being like, this is something we want to do. And uh, it feels really nice that people listen. And, yeah. It's so um, nice. Oh my God. It literally like, it. it's so crazy to me every day. Yeah. That, <laughs> that people listen. So thank you for listening. We really appreciate it. Yeah. I'm not crying. <laughs> oh. Yay. No, but I agree. I think it does mean a lot, you know, for people who just really, I don't know, like game recognizes game in terms of like, <laughs> <laughs> in terms of like art students talking about something that another artist created. And like the fact that like, I don't know, something I like so much about the, the idea of like a career in art in general is like you get to affect the people who affected you and like the whole idea that like anyone who is listening is kind of giving us that and we're just trying to give back it's very nice and it's very it almost like fulfills that oh god I'm about to get annoying um like artistic destiny in that kind of way it's like it's very it's very nice so, so thanks it's, yeah <laughs> and it's like always nice to hear from you guys on social media we yeah. love that get we messages and emails it makes us feel so good uh even if we don't share it on the podcast i always like make sure i always screenshot whatever dms we get and then send it to our group chat together so <laughs> at the very least we all see it um even if we don't have time to share all of it um, Yeah. Yes. Join us next Wednesday again for the regular scheduled programming. Yay! <laughs> thank, thank you for spending a year with us. Yay! Ah, thank you for spending a year with us. Oh my God. Do we do a very special anniversary wave at the camera? Yes. <gasps> One year of waving at a camera in an auditory meeting. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. Text, see us waving.